New air time. It's so divine. I put my life on the line. Allow made me so I'm built for the grind. New air time. The truth defined is seven chakra in line. I feel we finally coming out of a bind. New air time. A mastermind take you up on the climb. You know the science, see the symbols and signs. New air time. It's all sublime. Put it all in my rhymes. And if you're seeking, then I know you're gonna find. New air time. It's so divine. I put my life on the line. Allow made me so I'm built for the grind. New air time. The truth to find the seven chakra in line. I feel we finally coming out of a bind. New air time. It's chapter seven. Mind of an Asiatic, homie. Yo. Any other time, I wouldn't pay you any mind Put my best foot forward in every verse and every line I used to dream, I used to pray About the day that I get signed And to the truth about this business just blew my mind I swear to God, I used to think All I needed was a skill High verse, catchy hook Dope look, then get a deal I used to love the rock and sold out show Just for the thrill, until the real Was revealed to my spirit like Jabril I'm iconic All right, peace, <clears throat> peace, Morris. We live now. You're gonna enjoy this broadcast. Everybody watching, make sure you click like and share, and uh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Hey, five on the right, two on the left, man. You know what time it is. Just moors in America, soar through the shores and endure criminal acts of war on our character. Seven years after the fourth score, no reward. Shout out to the most courageous. They was jumping over barriers. Where does that compare to you? We come from a place where you scared to visit our area. We come from a place where it's scary for good Samaritans. Heavy luggage we carrying. Babies having babies. It's crazy being American. Praise the one and only Allah. There's no comparison. La ilaha Body and very gin, laughing at you clowns like ha ha, dodging a Nephilim. Conquer lower self with a high, follow your regimen. Way before they came, we were gods, and now we specimen. Tried to take the light from our eyes, thank God for Edison. Then they put the wool on our eyes, it's so embarrassing. Now we travel frequently, we should invest in Sheraton. All of us got gold on our bodies whenever we stepping in. Screaming Ramadan, move a rock, training the flesh again. Wishing we could move as a unit, just like the Mexicans, dodging all the foods with estrogen, synthetic medicines, all sin is devilish. Sometimes the decisions that you make come for a better gift. Sometimes when you sin is to relate to all your brethren. Heavenly gates all in our face, we the champions. We live in the sky, we see the angels on the chariots. Waiting on the $20 bill, face a Harriet. I bet you I'ma carry it. I'm in love with music to the point I wanna marry it. But my love for people is greater, so I write messages. Largest spending power.
power, but we still sit at a deficit. Living amongst prejudice, even at our residence. Moors in America, flourishing, excellent. Let's buy up some neighborhoods and grow my own president. Yeah. And I come to you today with all intentions of spreading love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. All right, this is my piece more. Everybody watching, get here, tuned in to Voice of the Panther broadcast. I want to give a shout out to everybody watching on Facebook, everybody watching on YouTube. Before we get stars rise, giving the highest praise to the Creator, the Most High, Father God alive, regardless of what name you may refer to. As we also give honor to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali. We give honor to everything more. So everybody tuning in, we're going to be going in today. You're going to enjoy this. For everybody watching, make sure you click like and share. All right? Good afternoon. You're listening to the true living light bringer more in America. As always, I'm your brother. <coughs> We're uncovering and bringing glorious light to all issues pertinent to the more American paradigm. That's what we do on this podcast known as more than America. What we do. I hope everybody's having an amazing afternoon. If you wouldn't mind, please share this uh, broadcast on your favorite social media platform. All right, Facebook, Twitter, all of that good stuff. And we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. Um, you can read the video description, but I'm saying we're we going in. So this is going to be a great, great learning experience for us all. So everybody, make sure you hit that like and share button. And um, let's get this video up here. Feel free to comment in the comment section. And um, you know how we do here. Boys in America. Don't go anywhere. Islam more so yeah we're speaking about the divine origin of the Asiatic nations and really going in on this topic want to say Islam to the brother Jarrell um, also Islam to everybody watching on the Columbus Morris Science Temple of America YouTube official YouTube and um, also 
Islam. Peace to everybody watching on the Moors in America on YouTube. Everybody on YouTube, make sure you click like and share. Also, we, we broadcasting on Moors in America on Facebook as well. So all, all three of those live right now. Islam, peace to everybody. Everybody watching right now, hit like and share. That's all I'm asking for everybody watching. Hit the like and share button. And um, um you're going to enjoy this. We're doing this right now. We live on all three platforms. And uh, <clears throat> as I said, we're going to go in deep on this topic. So I think everybody's going to learn something. And um, hopefully everybody that's watching is sharing this as well. And uh, let's see if we can't fast forward this a little bit. All right, Moors, we stand facing the east with our heels together, feet at a 45-degree angle, and holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left. And repeat after this young Moabitus. Allah, the Father of the Universe. Allah, Allah the, Father. the Father of the Universe. Allah, the Father of love, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation. By nine by day, Holy Prophet, Dua Ali, Amen. By nine by day, Dua Ali, Amen. Amen. Islam. All right, gratitude. Okay, Islam Morris, want to announce that this meeting is now open. This is the Morris Science Temple of America, Muslim Mission 30, Columbus, Ohio. First and foremost, we always rise giving the highest praise to the Most High, the Creator, Sustainer, our Father, God, Allah. We extend honor to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality so that we may learn to love instead of hate. We extend honors to the forerunner to the prophet, our brother, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, for preparing the way for our prophet. And we also extend honors to all the Adab Sheikhs and all the faithful Moors that make up the grand body of the Moorish divine and national movement. We extend honors to the first Supreme Grand Sheikh appointed by our prophet, and that's our brother Emily Ill. And we extend honors to the current Grand Sheikh and Grand Council of the Moor Science Temple of America, as well as honors to all the faithful Muslims here on this call. Islam? All right. And uh, Brother Jackson Bay, would you please read our divine constitution and bylaws? Islam, Sheik. I rise giving perfect praise to Allah, honest to the Prophet Ali, honest to the forefathers and foremothers, and honest to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Salvation, Allah, unity, the Morris Science Temple of America, the divine constitution and bylaws. Act one, the Grand Sheik and the chairman of the Morris Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the prophet and the grand body of the Morris Science Temple of America. The assistant Grand Sheik is to assist the Grand Sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And it is known before the members of the Morris Science Temple of America. Act two, all meetings are to be opened and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest because on a Friday, the first man was formed in flesh. And on a Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father, God, Allah. 
for that cause. Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act three, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because a lie is love. Act four, all members must preserve these holy and divine laws and all members must obey the laws of the government because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live the life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Morris Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6. With us, all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government, and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live in the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Ali, the prophet to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become part impartial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Jurali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Noble Jurali, founder, Moorish American Prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day, through his holy prophet, Jurali. Amen. The Moorish Science Temple of America, home office of Noble Jurali, home office, Chicago, Illinois. USA Islam Islam Islamism Happy Holy Day Muslims All right Islam brother gratitude uh brother Kobe would you please read the writs of our prophet Islam Grand Sheikh rise give perfect praise to great God Allah rise give honor to the forerunner Marcus Messiah Garvey rise give honors to all ills and bays all Muslims on the calling on the planet to the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, Islam, this instruction from your prophet, Noble Jew Ali, be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed, that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world, and his judgment is on now, but the weak can comprehend it not. Then the times are drawing near, so says Allah to his divine prophet, I, Noble Jew Ali, and that is why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see, ears to hear, but cannot hear. Least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors, and every evil spirit is moving, and they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your prophet. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet. 
and ridicule him to the very lowest and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace, your divine prophet, noble Drew Ali. To be proclaimed in every meeting, Islam. I'm glad to know I have a few faithful Moors among you all and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There's a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiatics must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful no Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds. The ones that pay their divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet and your divine Moors movement. I need finance and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility nation of the world when I recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being head. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, noble Drew Ali. Prophet warns all Muslims to be read in every meeting. <clears throat> I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work in their homes or on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards at Europeans that causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet if they lose confidence in their prophet. They should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet, noble Drew Ali. And if the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans. They do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace, noble Drew Ali. Islam. Islam, Islamism. Happy Holiday, Moslems. Islam and gratitude, brother. Sister Lachey L, would you please read our additional laws? Islam. I rise and give all praise to the great Father God, Allah. Honors to the Holy Prophet, Noble Jawali. Honors to all the faithful Muslims on the call. Honors to all Moorish Americans around the world. Questionary and additional laws for the Moorish Americans by the Prophet Noble Juwali. Act 1. Grand Sheiks and Governors and Heads of All Temples, All Business. Each said temple must be approved by the Prophet Noble Juwali. Before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC. That will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC, by the prophet or the grand chief. Act 2. All members are to attend their EDEP meetings and their public meetings properly. 
If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cents on the first case. And on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If members must be, and if he he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the Morsh uplifting funds because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice as I have the power invested in my hands and I would have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we're to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school and the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out from your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians. Because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Nobujuali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple. Then you're entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Jur Ali, through the guidance of his father, God, Allah. Islam, happy holy day, Muslims. Okay, Islam Moors, I'm about to fast forward Islam, this a little bit. Gratitude. Don't go anywhere. I wanna I did want to make sure you guys heard some of this. Um, I know some people never even been in a temple before, so but we're gonna fast forward this a, a little divine bit. A national by more genius work to bring my people to us and we don't Okay, hang on place to us and all true American citizens. Once again, happy holy day. Uh, happy holy day to anybody that just joined. Um, today, we're going to be speaking in chapter 45 from our Quran, uh, speaking about the divine origin of the Asiatic nations. And in particular, we're, we're going to be focusing about the, um, the Asiatic states of North America, the Asiatic nations. 
okay, or the Asia, specifically us, the Asiatic nation, and um, what the prophet created, how this relates to us. Um, before we do that, though, I just want to go back to Act 6 from the additional laws, where it says in there, last sentence says, the Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Now, remember, we spoke about this last week, and um, we know that the Moors were on both sides of the Atlantic, right? We know that. But also, the prophet put that wording in there specifically as it relates to us, and we don't want to separate ourselves from the, the kingdoms over there on the other side of the, the um, Atlantic Ocean, right? specifically speaking about Ghana, Mauritania, um, Senegal, Nigeria, any of those places in West Africa. And, and you know, there's a reason why our descent is always um, placed over there. Okay? So we don't want to separate ourselves from that. The prophet came to redeem us, to reconnect us to our ancient lineage. All right. And even though we were on both sides of the Atlantic, even trade, even trade was taking place, be, you know, before the Europeans came over here. But we don't want to separate ourselves from that, Morris. We don't want to do that. So um, let's go into our Quran, chapter 45. Uh, the divine origin of the Asiatic nations. All right. Now, this is a short chapter. But um, once again, we, we want to focus on our, our nationhood, what what this actually is that we're doing, what this is all about, like why why we're even coming together. And if I could, can, can we uh, please get a volunteer just to read these seven verses from chapter 45? Any, any brother or sister? Islam. Islam. The divine origin of the Asiatic nations. The fallen sons and daughters of the Asiatic nations of North America needs to learn to love instead of hate and to know of their higher and lower self. This is the uniting of the Holy Quran of, the, of Mecca. For teaching and instructing all Moorish Americans, ECT. The key of civilization was and is in the hands of the Asiatic nations. That's powerful. The Moorish who were the ancient Moabites and the founders of the holy city of Mecca. Verse three, the Egyptians who were the Hamatites and of the direct descendants of Mizrahim and Arbanians, the seeds of Hagar, Japanese, and Chinese. Four, the Hindus of India, the descendants of the ancient Canaanites, Hittites, and Moabites from the land of Canaan. Five, the Asiatic nations and countries in, South, in North, South, and Central America, the Moorish Americans, and Mexicans in North America, Brazilians, Argentinians, the Chileans in South America, six, Colombians, Nicaraguas, Nicaraguans, and the natives of the San Salvador in Central America, ECT. All of these are Muslims. Seven, 
the Turks are the true descendants of Hagars, who are the chief protectors of the Islamic creed of Mecca, beginning from Muhammad I, the founder of the United of Islam, by the command of the great universal God, Allah. Islam? Okay, sorry, yeah, I was on mute. Appreciate you, sister. All right, Islam. Okay, so um, we're speaking about the divine origin of the Asiatic nations, right? The fallen sons and daughters of the Asiatic North uh, nation of North America need to learn to love instead of hate and to know their higher and lower self. This is the uniting of the Holy Quran of Mecca for teaching and instructing all Moorish Americans. Okay, and we remember that the prophet said the key of civilization was and is in the hands of the Asiatic nations. All right. Um, and then he proceeds to to let us know who who the Asiatics are. And he's naming all of these different people in the world. Then he gets to North, South and Central America, speaking on the Asiatic nations of North, South and Central America. And for the most part, we're speaking about all the indigenous people here. Period. OK, North, South and Central America. That's covering the Caribbean, um, everything. All right. And so he lists people specifically, Mexicans, Brazilians, um, Colombians, Nicaraguans, Argentinians, Chileans, natives of San Salvador. And then it says ETC. All of these are Muslims. Jamaicans, right? You can't leave any of these people out. They're all Muslims. They're all Asiatics. Okay. And um, we're going to speak on why this is the earthly and divine salvation for us, right? What does it say in the Quran that we're, we're giving the church and Christianity back to the Europeans as it was prepared by their forefathers for their earthly salvation? So we've spoken on this in the past, how um, the, the agreeing on Christianity as the state religion for the various um, European nation, uh, tribes and then later nations was a political move, right? They had several conferences where they, um, decided which which um, books they would put into their holy book, the Bible, which ones they would leave out, and it was a political move for for their um, earthly salvation, right? For for them to be able to make gains, for them to be able to participate in trade, they had to be seen as civilized. And in order to truly be seen as civilized, they had to understand there's a divine order to everything. Okay, so that was done for them. But we are, are giving this back to them and returning to Islam, which is for our earthly and divine salvation. Okay, and this is worded specifically in that way because this is law for us. So I want to show you some of the things that the prophet is doing. Okay, so um, first, though, I want to I want to go to Moorish literature. This is a proclamation put out by the prophet to all governors, grand sheiks and head officials of temples. By order of the prophet, of prophet Noble Drew Ali, it said the following thing during this, our first convention. Prophet Noble Drew Ali said that the Moorish Science Temple of America was organized to play a useful and defined part in the advancement of the sacred obligation of American citizenship as the Moorish Divine National Movement was founded for the specific excuse me, for the uniting of the Asiatic states of North America. 
All right. So we have a clear purpose. It was founded. The Moorish Divine National Movement, I should say, was founded for the uniting of the Asiatic states of North America on May 1st, 1916. So this this we need to add this to our calendar, right, Morris? And we need to do some more research on this so that we can educate ourselves and our, our children about this. So it was the Morris Divine National Movement was founded for the uniting of the Asiatic states of North America. As this will have been our very first convention and most interesting one ever held in this city. It was featured by delegates from 15 different states, from local branch temples and subordinate temples, which have been established for the uplifting of fallen humanity. Okay, and um, I'm not gonna read the rest of this right now, but Morris, um, please go back and view this. Um, matter of fact, view both um, one and two of these proclamations to all governors, grand sheets, and head officials of temples. Okay? Make sure you go back and read that. All right? But um, just going back to this now, this Morris Divine National Movement was founded for the uniting of the Asiatic states of North America. All right? We have delegates. So each, these temple heads, these executive rulers, these chief rulers, governors, right? These are delegates representing us in each state, each city, everywhere there's a temple. These are communities, these are Asiatic states. And this is where um, central or local government is taking place. And this is ultimately, this is what convention is supposed to be for. We're still working to get there, right? We're, we're building things back up, we're picking up the pieces, but this is what the coming together is supposed to be for right working together seeing what's working in your area what's working in my area coming together and and coming out with plans so everybody's going out leaving with march um with marching orders right knowing what to do in in their various states so this was founded for the uniting so like on on just a practical level right the uniting of the asiatic states of north america having it organized so that we move as a unit just even with working within the framework of the United States of America, now we know what to do like economically from a business standpoint, right? We can come together and brainstorm, see the banks, they're doing these predatory lending practices. We don't participate in that. You know, this is how we get property and land, you know, and everybody, maybe we have plans on, you know, certain amount of acreage that we need to get in, in farming and things of that nature, things that we, all right, so this is not every man for himself so that we have strategies and plans. And this is why um, when you're in New York, when you're in uh, Williamsburg, in that a neighborhood in Brooklyn, you see the, the Jewish people there, they on have their own police force where they have the little uh, yarmulkes and, and the bulletproof vests and everything. But then when you go to Miami, they have strategies and plans there too. So that when you're um, in South Beach and you're driving around with all the big condos, the million dollar, you know, high rises and stuff, guess what? They got those on lockdown. They have their own schools for their children to go to. They have a plan and a strategy. And so, you know, they do it in Williamsburg and now they're, they're doing it in New Jersey and other places. 
They're doing it in Miami, anywhere they want to go. They have a plan. So it's not just, hey, yo, get out here and figure it out for yourself, which is pretty much how it is. So this is this was done back in 1916. And even though the profit got it up and running, right, we've yet to come back and implement this right at that level so that we're moving as a unit and, and making moves, getting property, getting everything that we need to secure for ourselves, right? Because, I mean, any anyone is pay, paying attention, you can see that this stuff looks like it's coming down, right? It looks like it, it might even get worse. So this was of the utmost importance then, but it's still valid now. But um, just going back into this, right, this whole religious thing with the prophet created, when the prophet spoke about the Morris Science Temple of America, basically he spoke of it as if it was the nation. He spoke of that and the Morris Divine and National Movement. I'll say that. He, he spoke of both things like interchangeably as if that was the nation, right? He He said that he, being the prophet, said that this, speaking of the Morris Science Temple of America, is the only sole foundation that all Asiatics must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens. And I want to tell you why he said that. He said it's the only sole foundation that all Asiatics must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens. And remember, when we're looking at the divine origin of the Asiatic nations, right, he's not just talking about North America, right? Because when you go somewhere like Trinidad, which is like right off the coast of South America, it's filled with dark-skinned people, Asiatics, people with dreadlocks, people that look like Rihanna. When you go to Guyana, which is um, in South America, a part of the continent, same thing. It's filled with people that look like us. Both of those places, they speak English. When you go to Brazil, the majority of the people look like us, right? So he's he's talking about all of us. This is the sole foundation and salvation for all of us. So let's let's get into that. And, and let's also show and prove why this is real. Okay, so um, some of us that may have seen this before, which I go back to this a lot, but this is um, Freemasonry of the Ancient Egyptians by Manly P. Hall, who was an occult expert. Um, you see his little personal library. He was a, an expert on Freemasonry so much that even though he didn't join the lodge, he was like made an honorary master mason, right? So he's an expert on the occult. And then within this book, he speaks about our ancient government. And um, the reason why I want to speak on this, right, speaking about ancient Egypt, is because the prophet very clearly tied us back into this, even with the name moorish moors moorish american when you look at the etymology of more okay just that term more um the root right mr you'll see that in the ancient egyptian script right moorish the name for ancient egypt which a lot of people know kim it is actually tamare or tamaru right tamore it's an ancient name that ties us back into that. So just by being a Moor, we're tied back into Tamare, 
or Tamaru, the people, the, the land of the Moors. Right now, a lot of people say Kemet. Kemet actually meant the black land and people want to say, well, that means the black people, but that's not true because Kemet, the black land would have only been referring to the land around the Nile River because that land was fertile and it had black soil, right? And, and as we can see, like over time, you know, that area began to become a desert, right? But even still, that land around the Nile had the black sand. And if you look at the actual hieroglyphics, they show that the proper term is Tamare or Tamori, right? We wouldn't really know how to pronounce the vowels because nobody speaks that language anymore and they didn't have vowels. It was just M-R, right? T-T-M-R or T-A-M-R, right? So Tamori, Tamare was the land of the Moors. And so even within that name, the true nationality of the real ancient Egyptians is hidden in the name. Okay? And so the prophet tied us back into that. And then within the framework of the Morris Science Temple of America, he actually returned us to our ancient government. Um, it, let me see. Uh, Brother Jackson Bay, can you can you read what's on the screen for us? Is that big enough? Um, just the first, if you could just read that first paragraph. All right, don't I don't know if that brother's uh, mic is working or not. Uh, brother Cole Bay, can you read that just that first sentence? Speaking about the government of ancient Egypt, and we, we're going to tie this in. Islam, Grand Sheik. Islam. Islam. If you know what, if it's too small on the screen, don't worry about it. I, I have the book right here. Islam. Yeah, it yeah, if you can't see it, don't worry about it. I I got it. Oh, Islam. Okay. So um while we're looking at this because uh Manly P. Hall was speaking on the ancient government of Egypt. He says the government of ancient Egypt was theocratic, while the Pharaoh appeared to be the head of the state. The priests were the actual governors of the empire. The king was placed on his throne by the priests, maintained there by priestly influence, and remained the whole of his life under the um, guardianship and protection of the priesthood. The temples were the sanctuaries of the letters and sciences, and learning in all its branches was cultivated exclusively by the priesthood. And what it doesn't say in here is that the Pharaoh himself is a priest king, right? The Pharaoh's supposed to be unified with his or her higher self, but the Pharaoh's basically a priest king, and then they're maintained there by the priesthood. They're under the guardianship and protection of the priesthood. And the main thing, too, out of that is that the government of ancient Egypt was theocratic, we know that the, the Moore Science Temple of America is a theocratic 
constitutional monarchy, right? Egypt had a theocratic monarchy. So the prophet returned this to us. And um, these vestiges of this government are still around us. Why? What did, it, what did we just read in chapter 45 about the Asiatics? Okay, the key to civilization was and is in the hands of the Asiatic nations. Was meaning in the past and is meaning currently. Currently. So that means that all civilization is based off of what we just read. Right? Even though they may say we don't have a monarchy anymore, we have a president or whatever, it's still the same thing. And we're, we're going to show that. Okay? So, um, in, in most governments of the world, um, some, some governments have a president, but most governments have a prime what? Minister. A prime minister. Okay? Anybody ever wonder why they, they call their leaders ministers? So they have a prime minister, prime meaning the, the best, the most excellent, right? The most excellent minister. But they're the head minister. And then all of the branches of government, like here they call them departments, but all of the branches of government in many of these other nations are called ministries, right? You have the Ministry of Defense, and then you have the Minister of Defense. That's the head of that government department, right? You had the Ministry of Health, Ministry of Education, the Ministry of Transportation, all of this. Every aspect of government, they're, they're ran by a ministry, right? And then you have heads for each, each ministry, a head minister, and they make up the Council of Ministers. And then you have a prime minister, okay? As you, if you just look it up on Google, why are government officials called ministers? A minister is a politician who heads a ministry making and implementing decisions on policies in conjunction with other ministers. That's from Wikipedia, right? Speaking about that. So this, this um, system of running government, right, was just copied, copy pasted from our ancestors. So now you have you have the same thing going on, right? So you're you're in Mexico, you're in the United Kingdom, right? They have the prime minister, they have all these various ministries. Okay. We, we, we're gonna go further into this. So why why um why do they have ministers? But in the United States, we have a president and we have secretaries. Right? Why do we have secretaries over here? Why don't we have a minister? Like, or, or you know, a, you know, the head of each government um, department. Why isn't it called a minister like everyone else? Okay. So there's a reason for this, and this stuff is hidden right in front of our eyes. Okay. So if you look at the etymology of secretary, just look up the etymology of secretary in a medieval Latin. Secretary, all right, is from secretarius, and that means one entrusted with secrets. All right, it's from the Latin secretus, meaning private, secret, right? To separate, separate, set apart. So here 
instead of having a prime minister, we have secretaries. Islam, sister, I see you have your hand raised. Islam. First and foremost, I'd like to rise and give perfect praise to our Father God, Allah, honors to his prophet, Noble Jurali, and honors to all of Allah's prophets, and honors to everything Moorish. Um, I just want to say um, to your question, I didn't look into it or anything like that. I was, it just came to my mind because we have a separation from church and state here. Um, I just want to say that comment. Islam, I yield the floor. All right, Islam, sister. And that, yes, that's a great comment. And um, you're on the right track, too. Another reason why um, instead of having ministries here, right? We have departments. Okay. So this is going back to ancient Egypt. The, the Pharaoh, the king in Egypt is maintained by what? The priesthood is maintained by ministers. Okay. All right. So it, um, here in the United States, right? They have departments instead of ministries. You guys see the screen, right? It says the minister is an assistant to the king, right? The priesthood is advising the king. So even though the secretaries are doing the same thing, they don't have that name. And so I just want to say this because um, if you're in Jamaica, they have a prime minister. They have all of these ministers. Who's their king or queen? I'll give you a hint. She just died. Right? The the queen for Jamaica just died. And same thing for Canada. Uh, Same thing for Australia. Several of these countries. It's not a coincidence that they have a prime minister and they have all these ministries and they're surrounded by a council of ministers. Who are they ministering to? Who are they advising? They're advising the king or the queen, the queen of England, okay? They still haven't truly separated themselves, even though many of these places declared their independence and set up a government, they have a counselors to the queen. Um, There was actually something in the news uh, not too long ago, uh, I'm not mistaken, I believe it was about Trinidad trying to separate themselves from the queen. So it was like a year ago before she made the transition. But I'm just saying that to say, right, they still have the ministers maintaining and protecting, right, even guarding the king or the queen, whether it's the queen of England, right, or or some other person. But for the most part, it's the queen of England, or at least it was. So this is who they pledged their allegiance to and why they had the ministers. But that's not letting the United States of America off the hook either, right? Because when we go into the etymology of secretary, right? Because we have a president and then you have the secretary of defense. You have all these departments, Department of Transportation, Department of Health. Whoever's the head of that is the secretary. The only difference would be the attorney general and the postmaster general. But all of the other departments they're headed by a secretary so the secretary of defense is advising the president so who are they actually working for because secretary actually means one with secrets and then it's a it's a cabinet government you know the president has a cabinet when you look into the etymology of cabinet 
It means secret storehouse, treasure chamber, case for valuables, right? So you had this cabinet and it's a secret storehouse. This is the treasure chamber. And then you have the secretaries, you know, they're entrusted with secrets. They're keeping the secrets. So what are the secrets that they're keeping? We don't even know, right? We have no idea. Even though this stuff is in our face and it's not like it's your fault or my fault that we don't know, right? Nobody's telling us this. So what are the secrets that they're keeping, right? Why is it that most of these people and not knocking any organization and definitely not speaking ill of any um, any fraternal orders or anything like that, but we have to tell the truth. So most of these people in these positions where they're secretaries, heads of these different departments, they also are wearing our fez within their lodges, okay? And taking an oath and almost taking the shahada. The shahada, of course, is when you're declaring there is no God but Allah. But they do this in secret, okay? Many of them will tell you that they don't even do it, but they do. That's why this this one's fez says Muslim on it. This one says Islam. This one says Morocco. All right, this one says El Bay. <laughs> okay, so so this is and I'm, I'm not saying these guys are Secretary of State or anything, but this is what in in many cases, even for you to be in that position, you have to be Master Mason. You have to be connected and tied in. Okay. So what are the secrets they're keeping, right? They're keeping our secrets. And the cabinet that's holding these treasures, this is all ours. This is why the prophet flew both flags because ultimately all of this belongs to us. But we can't stake our claim if we don't come in and proclaim our nationality. So not saying it is that easy that all we have to do is proclaim, but when we proclaim our nationality, that's actually an affidavit. When you come into the Moorish Science Temple of America with the Grand Sheik and you proclaim your nationality and now you come into your own religion, what did the prophet declare? We have to give the church and Christianity back to the European. Why? Because Islam was founded for our earthly and divine salvation. So this isn't just a game. Many will tell you this is just a game that um, the potentate and I wear a fez that says Muslim. It's not a game. They have to do this to sit in the position because we're not sitting in it. All right. This is also why we fight for what's truly ours. You know, if we if we have Moors that are, you know, in positions in leadership that are doing what they're supposed to be doing, we don't just give up. We don't just say, oh, they can have the temple. No, they can't have the temple. <laughs> it doesn't belong to them, right? Right. We're not going to just give it up and continue to allow other people to, to have an Islam temple. Right. And they're wearing, you know, our headdress and they're also ruling over us. And then what are they giving us? Scraps. Right. And, and as long as we don't know this, we're, we're lost out here because, you know, um, our people. I, I don't know if this foundational black American stuff that people are trying to trying to claim as our new name 
I don't know if that was actually started by our people or if they just got people to look like us to make it popular. But this is what you do when you're when you're lost out here, when you don't know anything. So the prophet said our flag is over 10,000 years old. OK, and it's not a coincidence. Then you see this old picture from the Yamasee War in 1715 and they're flying that plain red flag. Some of the brothers, even though this is not a good picture, you could tell this brother has a turban on. Looks like maybe even a feather. This one looks like he has some type of fez, right? Maybe some more turbans and fezes. And they have an all red flag, okay? Let me show you something else, Morris. This is not, it's not a coincidence that that was being flown in 1715. When you look in, also in the early 1700s, when you go to New England, you look at the first flag of New England, right? This first flag was a, a variation of the flag being flown by um, some of the, I guess you could say, civilized tribes. I think the Iroquois, they had the flag with the um, pine tree on all white with this uh, red cross, okay? It was adopted by the European colonists, but it had an all red flag background. And then they changed it a couple years later. That was flown from 1686 to 1707. Then 1707 to 1775, this was flown for New England, right? So kind of put like the Union Jack in there from uh, Great Britain. But once again, it had an all red background. What does that mean? Why is that even in there, right? So that all red background was letting you know who was actually in a dominant position at that point in time. All right. So when the colonists were here, they're they're you know they're actually working and saying they want to build their own area, right? To have their own land where they can worship or you know do business or whatever and have their own um, portion, right? They were supposed to be in those thirteen colonies. So they're practicing you know whatever they want to do, their Christianity or whatever they're doing, but their flag that they're adopting is being superimposed with the Moroccan flag, just all red, solid red. And so that's letting you know they were within the Moroccan domain. And that's why it's being flown together. All right, that says 1775. We know what happened in 1776, even though, because this is what's given to us in history. You know, that's when the, you know, the battle of independence, right? the colonies against Britain, even though we don't know our own Independence Day, right? You know, unless we're in the temple and we're learning what the prophet did for us and we're making sure that our children know and that we make it mean something, right? But we know the 1776, things started to flip, right? That's when the Moroccan kingdom, at least from our point, our um, viewpoint, started to fall, right? We weren't in power anymore. They pretty much cut that off, right? They built themselves up and they cut it off. But if you look at how this was done, right? They, they, you know, for, um, what it says 1686 to 1775, they honored it. They flew their flags together, okay? Their flag was with the all red flag while they built themselves up. And once they put themselves in power, boom, they're like, okay, 
We don't need that anymore. You understand? So they honored it. And um, you know, many of us know that even the the um constitution that they later adopted was based off the great law of peace. The great law of peace, which was of course that was that was um the supreme law of the land that the ancient Americans had here. And the great law of peace means Islam. Islam means peace. All right, so th this really was Morocco. This is what the prophet is telling us. He's giving us clues within the Quran, within the Quran questionnaire so that we can figure it out ourselves, right? So that we can understand but he's saying this pretty much. He's letting you know this. This is Morocco, a, a Mexum. This is also Northwest of Mexum. Now that Africa broke off, right, and the Atlantic Ocean is created, you could look over there and say, okay, uh, Mauritania, right, that's on the coast, Northwest coast. That's Northwest Africa or Northwest of Mexum. And yes, it's true. But um, also, this is greater Northwest of Mexum. Because now we know who we truly are. And so now that you have this knowledge of who you truly are, now you can actually speak to lawmakers and um, these Europeans that are in the know. There's not a lot of them. It's only a few people that know what's going on. Now you can speak in an intelligent tone. An intelligent tone is speaking with confidence, understanding who you are, not asking for permission, not asking someone if this is true. No, you know. You know, you can't truly know this though if you don't recognize Noble Drew Ali as your prophet. Cause he's the one that came and didn't just talk about it. Now that's what we do, right? People can just talk and just get online, make memes, right? Make a video, but he actually set this up. So he reestablished a theocratic monarchy for us. When he set up the government, he established a theocratic constitutional monarchy and as said he's he told us that this this um is the only sole foundation that all asiatics must depend upon for their earthly salvation as american citizens all right and he spoke about this um being created to unify to unite the asiatic states Okay, and as we can see, like when we're speaking about the ministries, the ministers, so all of these countries, Jamaica, Trinidad, Guyana, whoever else has um, that same system of government where they have these ministers set up, that lets you know those ministers, their allegiance is still to the Pope, still to the King or Queen of England. Right, because the ministers are the priesthood that maintain and 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 protect the king. They advise the king. Okay. And so that's why they still have to give up that form of government, right? And come into their own. And then just for example, Guyana, then they they can be Moorish Guyanans, right? They wouldn't necessarily, I mean, you could say Moorish Americans but they would be Moorish Guyanans because they already have their own nation. They do need to come out of that form of government and return to their own, right? You can't have ministers advising the King of England or the Queen of England 
and think that they're working for your greater good, they have to come into Islam and come into their theocratic constitutional monarchy because that's the only way for their soul foundation, for their for their um their salvation. It's the only way. Right? It doesn't matter how free people think they are. They think, okay, we we fought, you know, against the French, we fought against the English or the Spanish, right? You're not really free. You're still under that that um form of government. Okay, so this is why the prophet listed all of those people. And this is also why you don't discount what the prophet did. And um, Islam, on that note, I put a pause on that. I yield the floor to Brother Kobe. Islam. Uh, that's, uh, this is one question I wanted to ask on that. Is that why, uh, is that why in America, most Americans, uh, we use republics instead of the ministries and monarchs? Islam, brother, I'm not sure it was, um, could, could you repeat that, brother? It seemed like the mic was really low. Uh, Islam, do that is that the reason why in the Americas we use a republic? Uh, because even when the Europeans were doing the uh, doing the revolutionary uh, war, they were trying to get out of the monarchs, and Americas became and republics like most other countries are republics as well. I was just wondering, is that tied into that? Was that position from Islam that's more uh, modern is a republic, Islam? Islam. So, you know, I could be mistaken, but just looking at um, how things transpired in history, it seems like there was a collaboration with them, with some of our ancestors to, to work with them, you know, to create something new. And eventually we started to take on their ways as well. This is why the prophets say that we suffered for taking on the ways of the Europeans from getting away from the ways of our forefathers, right? We took on their religion. Um, many of us, that was by force, right? But it doesn't matter at this point in time, but you know, some did that willingly. And then also working with them to establish this new form of government. And um, while they, you know, while there may have been a time period, like you can see in here, where we still were in power, the 1686 to 1775. And this is how, when, why, when um, the Constitution was created, it was based off of our great law of peace or Islam. We also, even though this is unbeknownst to most people, we also participated in the creation of the Constitution. And so when it said, we the people, this is something that we wrote in there. This was ours. That's actually an ancient saying, we the people. So we participated in the creation of this government. That's also another reason why the prophet flies the American flag, the USA, and the Moorish flag. Okay, because all of this is ours. So we had a, a hand in this. And um, as, as you can imagine, you come to a new place where the majority of the people are already Asiatic and they're already in power, you can't just come in there kicking in the door, I'm gonna take things over, right? You're gonna get stomped out, it's not gonna work. So they came in there like, you know, can, can we, um, can we, you know, make camp here and, and just be in this area and they negotiate things and they let them have a certain area and can we work together to create a new form of government? Cause this, you know, where we're coming from, it's not working for us, right? 
And so they there were agreements that were made. And unbeknownst to the Moors, you know, the people were looking out for their own good. And it, it got flipped on them, you know? And um, the Moors put themselves also in the condition for that to happen because even though they don't talk about this at all, we were participating in slavery. They want to tell our sad story. We were slaves, 12 years a slave. We were enslaving people too. And we were enslaving Europeans, right? So, you know, we put ourselves in that position to to get um, taken over. And as the sister said in the chat, we saw that history in Philadelphia. I do advise people, um, you know, even though it may be like two last minute to say for this year, but um, I do advise people to reach out to Brother Zeem Hawkins Bay at Temple 11 in Philadelphia and make the trip there in August to witness the Moorish history. They do a tour, a Moorish history tour through Philadelphia, through Shechemexum, showing you the hidden history, this hidden in plain sight. And it's amazing to witness. And, um, you know, it's just something that I advise all Moors to do. It's in October. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's coming up soon this month, but it's something that, you know, more should check out whether it's, you know, next year or whenever you're able to, it's amazing. So this history that we're speaking about, it's been here the whole time, you know, even though it wasn't taught to us, right. They, they teach us, you know, they just show us being slaves and, and always being, you know, up under someone, but come on, man, they, why are they flying this red flag? Solid red. We were in a dominant position. They have to. That's why we don't go against the prophet. The prophet has the United States flag in the dominant position. The only time it's flipped around is, you know, um, you know, in private. I mean, like you want to have it flipped around inside your home and your study or whatever. That's on you. But, you know, we follow the prophet because we're not trying to act like we can come in and kick in the door and take things over. That's not realistic. And that wouldn't set us up to be in a position to succeed. Okay. And also we're, we're not doing the same thing that the Europeans did trying to trick people and, and steal their land from them. Right. We want to stand on our principles of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Okay. So we, we don't have to do things like that, but um, you know, you can see just from that thing that's up on the screen, it took a little time for them to get in the position they're in now where they could totally drop it. But this really was Morocco. All right. It's, you know, it's not just something that sounds good to say. And the proof has always been here. This is how come that those flags, okay, that you saw on the screen were flown in the 1700s. But that's also why now you can understand why there was this Free Sundry Moors Act, right? Where you had the petition. You had uh, the petition in the South Carolina House of Representatives, 1790, from a group of four individuals who were what? Subjects of the Moroccan Empire or emperor and residents of the state. They desired that if they happened to commit any fault amendable to be brought to justice, that they wouldn't be what? Classified as Negroes. They would be treated as subjects to the prince allied through the Moroccan-American Treaty of Friendship. So basically, they're saying, hey, you know, don't, don't treat us like Negroes, man. We're subjects of the, um, of the emperor. We're subjects of the sultan of Morocco. You know, don't classify us as Negroes. Okay? 
and this was done in 1790. Why would they have to do that? Because things had already been flipped. The Moors were no longer in control. The Moors were branded as Negroes. Um, if you see that movie, 12 Years of Slaves, the one good thing about that film is that they showed that the brother was free. The only reason I would recommend watching it is because there is some truth hidden in there. The brother was free and he got kidnapped by two Europeans and sold into slavery. Okay? And so, once again, um, <clears throat> this is what was happening. Free Moors, civilized, even people were educated, landowners, their stuff was being stolen from them. They were branded as Negroes and they were sold into slavery. You guys remember we had one uh, meeting where we were reading from a book where it was showing how all of these people who were, you know, free and who were born in America, the, the this towns and cities were just declaring them Negroes, right? So that they didn't have, they weren't liable for them. They weren't like citizens that they had to take care of. They were um, branding all these people, people, Negroes. People that were born in Massachusetts were being branded Negroes from, um, you know, Ghana or just anything, West Africa, right? Everybody know they're not from there, okay? So this was actually done, and this is also why you had a case, as the sister said in there with Abraham Lincoln, defending the person who today would be classified as Black. He was being called a Negro, right? Somebody wanted to take his property because Negroes can own land. They couldn't own property. And the, Abraham Lincoln successfully argued that his client, although he may look like a Negro, right? There's nothing wrong with being a Negro, but he's a Moor, you know? He he successfully argued that. So the free, the sundry free Moors, and see this is something, um, a lot of people, Moors, you know, out here trying to figure things out, they'll say, well, we need to do this. We need to go off the Sundry Free Moors Act, and we need to go off the uh, Moroccan-American Treaty of Friendship, right? The peace, uh, Treaty of Peace and Friendship. But you don't need to do that anymore, right? This was done, You and those four people who petitioned to be, you know, um, branded as subjects of the Moroc the Sultan, they did this because they were out of power and they, they saw what was happening. Okay. They didn't want to be branded Negroes. And, and it didn't, um, you know, it was something that maybe like that worked for them individually, but it wasn't something done for all of us. Right. And um, the reason they were doing that is because things had flipped. Right. They were no longer in power anymore. Um, their history was being wiped out to the point where people, you know, weren't even knowing anything about Moors anymore. You know, so people could see things like this, this uh, old sculpture in Mexico, where you got this old man wearing a fez with the little rope tassel. They wouldn't even know that this means that the Moors have been here forever. This has always been Morocco. They wouldn't know that, that even referred to them. This was all wiped out. And this is why I was showing you the, the government leaders, the secretaries, they're keeping no secrets, right? The cabinet, the treasure house. They're holding those secrets. That um, movie uh, with Nicolas Cage, what was it called? National Treasure, right? We're the national treasure because we own all of this and we don't even know it. 
So when you're sitting in someone else's house and they don't know it, you can take advantage of them. You can do whatever you want. But just going back to this, you know, we don't have to try to tie ourselves into the Sundry Free Moors Act or, or the Treaty of Peace and Friendship. Not saying that those things may don't have any use at all. Just saying that because of what the prophet did, he came and declared our independence. All right, he established the nation and he did it lawfully. So now all we have to do is come into our nation, right? We don't have to do, and when you look at those sundry free moors, when you look at their names, I believe they had like regular names. Like most of us had like English names, right? They had like regular sounding names. They didn't have like Arabic names, okay? But just going back to that, that we were the Moors. Doesn't matter if you were over here. So they tried to tie themselves into that. But now that the prophet noble Drew Ali has come, right, you now have that transfer of authority. And that happened with the founding of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Because if you look at the sundry free Moors in 1790, we'd already given up our own way of governing. We already gave up whatever indigenous governments we had, we gave it up. We took on the um, ways of the European. We had their names, we had their religion. We didn't have our own government. The prophet came, he established the government. He gave us the laws. This is why we read the laws every time. Because we have to come back in and learn it. This is why it doesn't work without it. You can't leave that out. So now we don't have to like each and every one of us go individually try to, I'm going to tie myself back into the treaty. I'm going to get with the Sundry Free Moors Act of 1790. Like, come on, man, that's, it's old. Like, we, we don't need that. So the prophet actually established, he, he transferred the authority. So we don't have to tie ourselves into the sultan. Not saying that we don't respect or honor, just saying we, that transfer of authority. We have our government right here. We have our heads, our leadership, right? We don't have to seek asylum by proclaiming to be subjects to a foreign authority. Now the recognition is coming from being connected to the Moorish Science Temple of America. And that's why the prophet said there's but one issue for them. And when he says them, he's speaking about the unconscious Asiatics of America. There's but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth. And it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. Okay. So obviously the, the corporation wasn't, um, it didn't have the name Moorish divine national movement. The corporation is the Moorish Science Temple of America. The Moorish Divine National Movement is encompassed within the Moorish Science Temple of America. So we have to get back in there and get tied in to this um, body politic, this religious society that the prophet created for us. And so that's why we spoke about earlier about the ministries, because people that don't really understand government I'm going to try to tell you it's just a, a temple is just a religious corporation. It can't be a government. They don't even realize that the government's ran by ministers. And it is based off of what? Ancient Egypt, where the pharaoh is maintained 
by priestly influence, and he's under the guardianship and protection of the priesthood. Right? So somebody in, you know, another country like Jamaica, we, we're good. We're already free. It's like, don't you know that your government is the priesthood that protects the king or the queen of England? You need this temple too, even if you don't recognize it, even though you have your own nation and it's beautiful. They, they could have an air force that's ran by people that look like them. They got the Ministry of Health. And it's ran by people that look like them and it's beautiful, it's wonderful. You got this chocolate nation and it's amazing, but they're still under Catholicism and the European rule because their ministers are protecting the king or the queen. The here, obviously, in North America, we he had to come to us first because we didn't even see ourselves as a nation. And most of us still don't. At least, you know, in Jamaica, they went and they, you know, declared their independence or Haiti or whatever. They declared their independence. But, you know, they still got this ministry that is working for them, not for their own people. Right. They can't outright declare that. But that's what it's really about. OK. And so, um, you know, this is what the prophet established for our salvation. So the Moore Science Temple of America is a body politic. And the body politic is the collective body of a nation or state. So that's the sole legitimate representative of the American people. That's the true government of the Moore uh, nation. And this is what gets us recognized by the entire world. So when he spoke at a nation, like he, he's, he's saying the Moore Science Temple of America in the same breath, right? Even more Society Temple of America or more Divine National Movement. But the Divine National Movement is encompassed within the more Science Temple of America. All right. And so this is why the prophet then moved like a government. This is why he set up the per capita tax and the Moorish uplifting fund. And, and, you know, okay, there's temple dues locally for each temple because obviously locally we need finance. But then we have this national treasure, right, treasury where the per capita tax is set so that we can build and do everything that we need without um, without outside influence, right? If other people, other nations <coughs> want to assist us, great, fine. But the agreement is not going to be like, okay, well, yeah, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to tell our people. No, right? It's kind of like, almost like, you know, you, you're helping because you realize this is the true way you want to assist us in uplifting our nation, not for influence, not for, okay, well, you guys are going to do this. Y'all are going to vote this way. No. Right. And in order to actually be able to tell people, no, we have to be able to raise our own funds from amongst us. So that's why the prophet did that. That's why in act three, he says it is lawful and the, uh, the divine duty of every good member, if he's able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. Right. I will have to enforce the law to save the nation. He's, he's saying all of this because, you know, we need to be able to raise our own funds. Or otherwise, you know, what else are we going to do? Take money from other people. They're going to want something in return. Right. Or at least we have to be able to raise enough finances so that people know that we're not bluffing when we say, hey, we'll just do it ourselves. 
Okay, so the prophet was actually moving as a head of state. And then what you're seeing up on the screen, um, when you look in the wording of the Herd's Revised Statute, you see that it, it, it pro has a provision for the creation of a body politic. Okay. And then the body politic, that's an actual government. It's an actual government. So it's not just a religious organization. It could have been, but when you're having the per capita tax, when you're having delegates from each state, when you're moving and functioning as a nation, then it's a body politic. And, and it's a state, right? And it's state, it can govern itself. So in this instance, this is referring to the creation of a state. This is what our divine um, salvation is in, coming into the more Science Temple of America. When you're looking at the, um, the back of the 101 questionnaires, you'll see it says, see Herd's Revised Statutes, chapter 3436. All right, but you have a couple key words circled in here. So when you're going to um, section 35, Right, it says any church is speaking about this religious corporation act. Any church, congregation, or society formed for the purpose of religious worship may be incorporated in the following manner. And then it says by electing or appointing. We don't elect, we appoint, right, according to its usages or customs. And then just skipping back down, it's, it's saying church or society may adopt a corporate name. So there's this you know, a difference, church or society. And upon the filing of the affidavit as herein provided, it shall be and remain a body politic and corporate by the name so adopted, okay? So you had the creation of a body politic, a religious society. This is a nation. In order for us to build up our nation, right? And, and to look out for our own good, because a lot of people always try to get us to look out for everyone else except for ourselves. But now we have our own nation. We have our own um, our own plans, right? Our own religion. And our religion, right, makes it known that we have to take care of our economic needs, right? So this is a part of our religion, creating businesses. So the prophet actually provided for everything that we need to truly empower ourselves. And then um, as we wrap this up, because we don't want to go too long, um, once again, you, you know, you saw the Europeans did the same thing that we do. They flew the flag together. OK. So we do the same thing that the prophet did while we look out for ourselves and build up our nation. OK, we don't go against that. And on that note, though, I want to go ahead and, and yield the floor. If anyone has any questions. Feel free to speak up. Um, yeah, I'm going to open the floor now. So, you know, uh, any questions you have, feel free to speak. Islam. Okay, Islam. So if there are no questions. I want to announce without further ado, we're going into the closing of the meeting. All right, Islam. Um, 
All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Everyone who is able to please rise and face the east. We stand on the square. Your heels are together, feet at a 45 degree angle. And in holding up two fingers on the right, five on the left, you do not need to repeat after me, Morris. Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name <coughs> and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam. Happy Holy Day, Morris. Peace and love. Happy Holy Day, Morris. Peace and love. Happy holy day. Peace and love. Happy holy day. Okay, peace, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Everybody on Facebook, uh, YouTube, everybody on the more uh Columbus. MSTA YouTube, Moors in America YouTube. If you're not already subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're on Facebook, make sure you like the Moors in America page. Um, everybody, anyone who's interested in attending classes with us, you can just contact the Columbus Moors Science Temple of America on Facebook, and you can always uh, just call in on Zoom. 7 p.m. Friday and Sunday to uh, get on our um, join our meetings with us. That doesn't mean you're joining the temple. Just, you know, if you're interested, you can join our meetings. Of course, anyone that loves this podcast, that appreciates this, make sure you send a donation on Cash App, Dallas Sign, Moors in America. And um, we also have the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Moors in America. We're on anchor.fm. You just type uh, anchor.fm forward slash Moorish dash americans and we're on all these different platforms for the audio podcast so you can subscribe there so on itunes and all of that stuff all that good stuff we also had a facebook group moors in america so we're everywhere we're also on instagram too check us out moors in america on instagram and um on that note we have covered everything moors make sure you like this if you didn't like this already and then of course make sure you share this video make sure you share this video to help uh get this information out also help get the algorithms up and then on that note moors we're out um for anybody who has a business if you need any assistance with marketing we have a marketing agency realtrafficmarketing.com make sure you go there for all your marketing needs and on that note we're out more Alhamdulillah. You heard? You heard? Uh, uh, uh. More festive.